Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Barad. I'm your host, Michelle Barad, founder and CEO of Michelle Barad LLC. I am really happy to share this hour with you, where we examine all those places where spirit meets life and the joys and challenges that may bring. You all know I like to start by thanking Ms. Beverly Black and Tribe Family Channel for helping me create this space for us. Tribe Family Channel is home to an assortment of thought-provoking shows that explore life, spirit, business, and culture, including The Woman at the Well, hosted by Ms. Beverly Black herself. Somewhere in the Middle was born on Tribe Family Channel. And though we've grown onto our own platform, we are ever grateful and loyal to our roots. To paraphrase an African proverb, we're here because we stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. I want to thank my guest on the January 19th, 2024 show, author and coach Nefetira Fonda. You can connect with Nefetira on social media and at her website, nefetirafonda.com. That's N-E-F-A-T-E-R-I-A-F-O-N-D-A.com. If you missed that show, make sure you listen to the replay. You can find our complete show archives, including the January 19th show at the Somewhere in the Middle podcast.com. I also want to shout out Bruce George of the Geniuses Common Movement, which encourages all of us to embrace our inner genius and share it with the world. This is a really important message and we should share it with the kids, but it's not just for them. We adults need to be reminded that the world needs our genius. Learn more about the Geniuses Common Movement at www.geniusiscommon.com. This month's guest is Mastana Gay, a transformational coach, author, inspirational speaker, and entrepreneur celebrated for her expertise in guiding individuals through personal transformations. Her journey, marked by overcoming traumatic experiences and adversity, began in 1991 when she turned to poetry and prayer as a therapeutic outlet. Mastana's work embodies the essence of resilience utilizing her intuitive empathy and deep understanding of universal truths and spiritual wisdom. As a coach, Mastana's mission is laser-focused, empowering others to shed the burdens of guilt and shame, unlocking their full potential. Her philosophy is grounded in the belief that understanding the multidimensional language of the universe, spanning the physical, spiritual, and mental realms, is key to holistic healing and growth. In 2019, Mistana harnessed her life's lessons into her debut book, The Devil's Bedroom, Breaking Free from the Chains of Guilt and Shame. This urban inspirational fiction piece, rooted in her own experiences, is more than just a narrative. It serves as a transformative tool, using its characters, poetry, and prayers to guide readers on a journey of self-discovery, healing, and forgiveness. Ultimately, leading them to their true calling by introspecting their life experiences and choices. Mistana's work is a beacon for those seeking to transform pain into passion and adversity into opportunity. So I would like to welcome Mistana to Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Berard. Mistana, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Michelle, for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Well, I am really excited to have you on the show because your message, well, we'll get into that, but I'd like to start by asking you two questions. So if you're ready. 
ready. All right. Ms. Donna, who are you? And how did you become who you are today? Wow. Well, you got about a week. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep question, but I'll give it to you uh, as brief as possible. So um, I am uh, a multitude, just like uh, the universe is a multi-universe. We are multi-beings, multi-spiritual beings. So Mastana is the cosmic empress. And who is the cosmic empress? The cosmic empress is the part of me that I tapped into um, on my journey of spiritual discovery and healing. And so I have been able to, by the grace of God, tap into my divinity within myself and understand who I am as a, as a light being, a spiritual being in the human form. And so um, I have a lot of esoteric, esoteric and cosmic knowledge, ancient wisdom that lies within me. And I am here to share it with the world. And also through my lessons on my journey that I've learned in this body through those physical experiences to make me who I am. So um, I have a lot to share and that's why I decided to write my book. Uh, the Devil's Bed, Breaking Free from the Chains of Guilt and Shame. And that in and of itself is, um, it's a fiction, urban fiction story, loosely based off my life and my life experiences and actually how I was able to go through my journey, start asking the universe and God questions like who I am, why am I here? What is my purpose? What is my calling? Why did this happen to me when I was a child? How could these types of things happen to children who are innocent? What about the law of attraction? What about the law of the universe? So when you start asking all of these questions, then God starts sending you the answers. And through synchronicities, through meeting people, through your own inner voice and your own intuition and discernment, and that's what I got. So when I became committed to um, really getting in tune with who I really am on a soul level is when I discovered who I am on a soul level. That makes sense. In the nutshell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said a lot though. You said a lot and we need to unpack some of this because first thing you said that really just struck me because I have... My kids will tell you, I say things to them all the time. I didn't even believe they were listening to me at first, but you mentioned being a spiritual being in a physical form. Right. And a lot of people, I think, don't um, embrace that concept. How did you come to embrace that concept? Mm -hmm. I believe that... For me, I always knew that there was a higher power. I just, I just knew it. Um, it was something that I knew within my heart. As a little girl, um, I just felt a connection with God, but didn't really even know it was a connection with God until um, I actually had a supernatural experience in church. Uh, when I was about seven or something. It's in a book. I explain it, what happened. But um, that is when 
that supernatural experience, that is when it was confirmed with the stamp that there is a higher power that dwells within ourselves and externally as well. And so, and as I grew older, I knew that I'm more to, it's more to me than this body. Um, and so I've studied, I love books. I've always been an avid book reader. I love knowledge and wisdom. And so I, I studied a lot of different religions um, just by my mom taking me on with her, with her, on her journey to different churches and different classes, metaphysical and uh, Baptist. And uh, so everywhere she went to trying to figure God out, I also went and my dad was Jehovah Witness. So I had a gamut of information coming to me at a young age to give me that exposure of God, of source and understanding it. And I, I would just read. So um, that concept is one when you understand everything is energy. The more we can understand that everything is energy and that we are energetic beings within this flesh, it is our energy. We, when, when our energy, when our spirit, our, our life force leaves our bodies, the body is no longer useful. So it's confirmation that we are spirit, we are energy within the flesh, because without that energy, that life force, the flesh is not, there's no life there. And so we transmute and transcend. So when we understand that, that also gives us power to be able to control our lives. Now, that's a really key concept is power to control our lives, as opposed to things just kind of happen, right? Mm -hmm. So how did you come to understand that concept about power? This is really a very challenging concept, particularly if you came up in certain Christian churches that mm -hmm. kind of say everything is God's will, right? Mm -hmm. Do, do we play a part in that? How do we play a part in that? Absolutely. Uh, we definitely play a part. And here's, here's one of the key components of why I wrote my book the way I wrote my book. Um, I wrote it in fiction in a story form so that the reader can connect with the character so that they can reflect on her life as she reflects with her life to see she, and this is the first, it's going to be a trilogy, but in the, this is book one. And in book one, she is learning how to come out of victim mode, out of victim mindset. And so oftentimes where we, when we have accepted the concept that it's God's will, everything is just happening to us, um, is I have no power or control over what's going on in my life, then you are now a victim. So you're being victimized by the circumstances around you. You're being victimized about your choices, but you're not identifying that you are in control of your choice. You're in control of your thoughts. But there also is a universal force, uh, a universal principles, like for one, the law of gravity. We even if you are a child and you don't even know or have a clue about the law of gravity, if you throw a, a ball up in the air, it's going to come back down to the ground. That's a, a force that that law is uh, permeating in our lives, regardless if we're aware of it or not. So you have other universal laws that exist, whether you're aware of it or not, you're affected by it. So the law of karma, the law of um, 
uh, you reap what you sow, which is you give what you take. So if you send in out thoughts about yourself or about other people, I hate this. I hate myself. I don't love myself. Or you putting out that energy in what you're doing. Oh, I'm miserable. Or, you know, that vibration, that energetic vibration is going, you're going to attract more of that. And so when you, the universe only says, yes, God is a creator. God is saying, yes, what you want to create, we are co-creators with God. So when you understand that you have that innate power to create with your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and your actions, then now you can take control over what you want to manifest in your life. But if you're in a telling you, oh, you're a sinner. Oh, everything you're doing that you're, you're not doing like that's Christ-like. It's going to, you're con getting that com con condemnation. And that's where that guilt and shame comes from. If you're carrying a lower vibration of fear, guilt, shame, depression, though that lower vibration, you will never be able to manifest the life that you desire walking in that lower vibration. So when you are going into those religion um concepts and thinking of those as a way of well pray to God ask for forgiveness and then you repent and then so you're going through this whole breakdown of saying woe is me God forgive me God I'm not perfect we wasn't sent here to be perfect we were sent here to be perfect in the love of who we are to love ourselves love others and to serve be of service that's what we're sent here to learn grow and expand not be perfect so when you, when we as spiritual beings having a human experience can understand that we are co-creating with Christ consciousness, with God's source energy within us from divine, then now we're no longer victims, but now we are in our true power and we are able to understand that we have the ability to create and manifest everything we desire. So it takes it to a different level because when you feel in the vibration and say, I am love, then God says you are, and you'll have more to love. And they'll, God will send you more people. You'll attract more people that loves you and you love them. And you say, I am wealthy. Then God says, yes, you are. So let me give you more wealth. So it's reversing and understanding that. And that's one, one of my callings is to be able to explain it to um, people who can't grasp those concepts from a higher level of consciousness because we have so many um, self-help books and so many uh, speakers that are out here trying to teach it, but everybody's not gonna grasp the concepts, everyone teaching it. So if you can break it down into as minute form in simplest form so someone can get it, then it's like, oh, that's what they mean. I never looked at it like that. And so that's something that I have tapped in to understand that the way I explain these concepts uh, from a very simple aspect of point of view, you can grasp it because I wasn't grasping it. For years, I was trying to manifest the law of attraction. I'm going to attract this. <laughs> I'm going to attract the right mate. But you're not understanding that you, no matter how, how, how bad you desire this perfect, beautiful guy, tall, dark, and handsome. If you don't see yourself look in the mirror as that tall, beautiful woman, you're never going to attract that in your life because you're looking at me. Oh, I'm not worthy. So even though you're not, you're, you're, if you're feeling like you're not worthy of it, you'll never get it. He can walk into 
life and you're going to do something to mess it up. You're going to say something to mess it up or he just going to be like, something wrong with her. <laughs> so that's, that's the key points that, um, and cause I, for a long time, I was trying to figure out why if I have, I'm a good person and I have good desires and good intentions for everybody. Why am I not winning? Why am I not manifesting well? Why am I still in this poverty mindset? Well, you got to feel worthy of better. Right. You know? Well, there's something else that you said that really kind of struck me because this is, I think, a challenge for people, especially like, like me. I used to say, none of this stuff I'm being taught makes sense because there are babies getting their brains bashed in in civil wars in different countries. And there are people, you know, brand new babies born with terrible diseases. And now from the Catholic perspective, you might argue, well, they weren't baptized yet. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not even sure what the foolishness was that I was taught when I was little, right? Just because I've purged that from my brain. But just saying that there are all these different things that would happen and I would go no but what you're telling me about this loving God doesn't make sense because why would he let this happen how does that work from your perspective good question um this is one of the main reasons um that propelled me on my journey uh um of awakening and, and trying to figure all this out and that at the age of four, I was raped by uh, a friend and a family relative or whatever, you know. Um, and so when I learned later on in my um, early 20s, 19, 18, about the law, of the law of attraction, that's what triggered me to say, so you mean to tell me at four years old, I could attract that type of trauma into my life? That makes no sense. Why would you have happen to me, God? You know, why would this, how is this happening? And we have all of this um, anger and violence in this world and racism and hate and all of this. And it, you talk about a law of attraction. It makes no sense to me. Okay, so the concept that I'm about to share is one that you really can only grasp if you really truly grasp the under, understand that there is, a higher power and they're spiritually this in the 3d dimension is just one level of existence there is multiple levels of existence and you have to really understand that to understand that yes it's the law of attraction but we as souls we decide we have that free will a free choice of deciding to come into this 3D realm and to expand in this earth school is what I call it, earth school. So before we come to earth school in these physical bodies, we sit with our spirit team and our spirit guys and say, oh, okay, so what you wanna, uh, Mastana, what you wanna work on in this lifetime when you come into this body? Well, I wanna expand on, I wanna, I wanna expand on loving myself more, I, I'm feeling more worthy. I want to um, get on that and I want to be able to help other people learn how to truly love themselves and love God and, 
and tap into who they really are. Okay, well, this what this is our um, this is your curriculum for when you go to earth school. So in order for us to set you on your journey, we feel like you're going to need a childhood trauma, right? Mm. And your, your childhood trauma is going to come to you at the age of four, and that's going to impact you in ways that's going to change your whole percept. It's going to shape your whole perception of yourself and the world at four, because anything we experience before the age of seven is going to shape your perception of your whole viewpoint of how you see everything. And so, so this is what we're going to do. You agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's go ahead. <laughs> and then they say, well, who's going to help you? Who's going to be that person? So you got to find another soul that's willing to be that advocate, you know, uh, the devil advocate to do that trauma. So that's a soul. And so you say, okay, well, you're going to go through an abusive relationship. What soul is going to volunteer to do that? Right. But that soul is volunteering because it's going to help that soul experience how to uh, grow and expand from a narcissist in, or into um, love and compassion. That's what they come in to work on. So it's, it's a give and take of unification. We're one And we're all connected. Now, when you understand it from that standpoint of this was something I attracted into my life before I came into this body because it's a soul contract. Then we, I understood, oh, so this is why I have. And that's what allows us to be able to forgive because from a higher perception, perspective of why it happened to me. So I'm not, uh, sorry, I'm, mm, I can feel it deep in my soul, um, the chills and everything when I say this, they give me that confirmation. <laughs> it's not easy. We are in these human bodies. It's so easy to get caught up in the script, in the script, right? But the more and more we become in tune and in alignment with our true selves and in an alignment with the, with the divine, the more and more it makes sense and we can understand it. So I can look at it from a different standpoint now <coughs> to say, you know, um, Thank you for the experience because it made me, it's shaping me into who I am. And so that's why my book is so raw. It's so gritty, real. It's so ugly because I didn't want my book to be another urban story that is just, uh, and it's going to be a movie. So I didn't want it to be, uh, I wanted it to be for a young lady who grew up in a projects or grew up in a dysfunctional house who did not have big mama did not have what daddy's little girl who was protecting her, but she basically is trying to figure it out through all her hardships and struggles. How can she win at life? Because she really wants to win at life, but she don't have mentors. She don't have guidance. She don't have white privilege. She don't have a silver spoon in her mouth. All she got is raw love and passion and desire to win. This is who this book is for and say, okay, that's where I came from. And by the grace of God and his blessings and what my calling is, I was able to figure it out to the point of what I figured it out. Because as long as we breathe, we still figuring it out, right? So I don't everything, but I just know how I was able to finally get to my breakthrough. And so 
um, and learn how to discover myself and love myself. And so this book is for that young lady or that young man to say, here, uh, you might not have a mentor. You might not have somebody telling you, but this might help you in the form of helping you figure out that everything you went through is not for you to be guilty of or be ashamed about where you can't talk about it because we go through that. You don't want to talk about it. When that happened to me at four, I didn't disclose that that happened to me until two years later. So for two years, I sat with that secret within me and I was ashamed. You know, I, I had that guilt, you know, not understanding anything, right? And also, uh, in, our, in our households, um, people of color, we usually don't say, oh, let's go to therapy or you need healing or you need treatment. Those are something they say, well, you'll figure it out. I figured it out. I survive, you survive, get over it, stuff like that. Or, you know, well, do you feel like you need help? How do you as a six or seven year old do what I feel like? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, yeah, take me to take me to the psychiatrist. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's so you you've got you've left us a lot to unpack there. And I'm curious, how did you decide to write your story? And you said and loosely based on your life, but how did you decide to write that as opposed to doing something else? I mean, you could have gone in any direction in your life. So here's the thing. Um, I was, it, it was 19, was it 1987 when Rodney King, with the Rodney King mm -hmm. incident. Um, when I was younger, I, I was, I'm an empath and intuitive. And when I was younger, not even knowing what an empath or an intuitive meant, I didn't even know those words exist, but I knew that I felt things very on a very deep level. If I saw uh, someone in a wheelchair, I would almost be into tears, that, that energy of compassion that I would instantly connect with wanting and feeling that love for it, just wanting everything to be right, everything to be beautiful, things like that. And so when I saw the Rodney King incident, and I saw that video live of him being beat by all those police officers. And then I watched the Oprah Winfrey um, show where she had all of these different races and different cultures of people in a round table on stage talking. And what I was hearing from everyone and all of the hate and anger just based on the color of our skins and, and things like that, it broke me down and I found poetry as a way to fuel my frustrations and my hurt and my anger and confusion. And that, from that standpoint on, I was writing poems um, for the rest of my life. And then I started to later on, when I was really going through a real hard time uh, with my um, ex-husband in that dysfunctional relationship, I started writing out my prayers. Because sometimes it would be so hard for me. I have so much going on up here that I couldn't really get a clear channel to pray. And so I found if I could write it out, it would help me get centered and grounded and really sort my thoughts out. So with that being said, what I did with my book is I incorporated those actual poems and prayers into the book so that people could really the reader could really connect and, and really feel my pain, really feel the authenticity of 
my struggle, what I was feeling and going through at that time, because those are really written during that time. Um, and so, um, I'm sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> How did you decide to write versus right. maybe doing okay. okay. And so um, I tapped into that and realized that, but it wasn't until after I was in my relationship with my now ex-husband that God said to me, you need to tell your story. And I started it then, and then I was still living the story. And so for years, I stopped writing the story because I was going through it. <laughs> and so uh, it wasn't until five years ago, um, I'm a realtor as well. So when I, when I corporate America and decided to work for myself and be self-employed, I was able to fully commit to um, my healing, my spiritual journey, and through constantly meditating connecting with my, my higher self and my spirit team, it was like, it's time to get it done. Time for you to share. And it was not easy. It was not easy because your brain will tell you, why are you telling people this? Why are you sharing this aspect of what you went through? Because we are taught to keep it. Everything's supposed to be pretty. Everything is supposed to be uh, glitz and glam. And nobody's supposed to go through these types of things because we don't talk about them. But if we and we can heal. And that's why I created the hashtag, hashtag let's talk about it and heal because you can't heal something that you can't even address, you know? Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And that's not just for our personal stress and traumas. That's for anything. Like if you're in a relationship and y'all having issues, if you can't talk about it, mighty hard to work out those issues, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that conversation, that openness is is, yeah. is required, that making yourself vulnerable. Absolutely. Um, in the Bible, there's a scripture that says if you if you have a, a, a qualm or um, a, a dissension against your brother, you go to your brother and you confess and tell him what the problem is so that you can work it out and release it. Or just the same thing as when they say you're supposed to confess your sins. If you don't confess, it or if you don't face it then you, you you can never eliminate it or heal it because you're just running from it and so um any any things like especially with the hashtag me too era there's so many that just now are being and there's it's not by coincidence this is happening right now on the planet but there is a lot of things, dysfunctionality and behaviors and abuse that goes on in a lot of the majority of the households in the world. And we don't talk about it. It's the elephant in the room. We don't talk about Uncle Willie who got a problem because he liked little kids. We don't talk about that. And but Uncle, and that allows Uncle Willie to keep running around on the rampage, you know, and predator because nobody's addressing the fact that we got a predator in the midst. So now that is being brought to the surface to be addressed and dealt with, we can raise our children's children's children to become more aware so that they know it's nothing to be ashamed about, but they will sound the alarm and say, hey, and then that's going to make predators think twice about trying to come at the children because they know, oh, this, these ain't the same children that we had back in the day. These kids, right. they're having it. Then more so than them saying, speaking about it, they gonna kick you and punch you until you get off, you know? So it's in that awareness on different levels that will shift and shift in the consciousness 
and uh, we'll be able to eliminate a lot of the abuse that's going on. And we see that in other areas of life too. You mentioned that and I was like, you know, one of the things I love about the young people today is they do not, like I am of the era where you're deep into cultural assimilation, right? You gotta learn how to navigate the, the white world of the United States in a way that's acceptable, right? To that world. So I tend to be, you know, I mean, I came of age in the eighties. I was raised by boomers, you know what I mean? So that's, that's our thing, right? Assimilate, get your good job, do this, do that. This generation, these generations we're dealing with now, they are so different in their, what they're willing to entertain in turn and what they expect from life is so very different. And I find it fascinating. And it's a similar type thing against racist behavior, for example. We're not going to entertain your foolishness, Karen. <laughs> you know? exactly. exactly. There's a different vibe all in so many areas of the world is what I'm thinking. It's not just in the, like the Me Too arena. Right, right. That's just one arena. But um, to your point, Michelle, it's, it's so true that, and that's where the term ascension comes from, um, consciousness, the conscious collective, because what we're what's happening is that the 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 level of vibrational energy is where we on an individual level is requiring and raising our standards and if we're doing it on an individual level then we do it collectively that's raising the vibration of the planet now with that being said so in order for us to go to a higher level of vibration there's a lot of things that's being brought to the surface that needs to be dealt with and eliminated and that also goes back into the universal laws. So, because if you understand the universal laws from a soul level and an individual level, those same laws work for collectively, for us collectively, right? So what does that mean? If you have one race or one culture of people who have been um, demonizing, brutalizing, murdering, and abusing another culture, universal laws, you're going to reap that as a collective. You gotta reap that. That's the law. There's no, oh, well, we're just going to make it right. You make it right, you're going to reap what you sow. So that's why we're having this shift. The scales of justice is now because what is just? We, we got to look at all of that. How can a nation who have done so much to so many different, to, 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 to overpower them and press them, and then think that there's not going to be any repercussions for that. Right. That doesn't make any sense. That's not logical. And it's not based on spiritual principles and law. Spiritually, things are going to shift. So that's why we're seeing a lot of that being addressed. And the future generations, the younger generations are, they're, they're now those, those warriors that's on the front line saying, no, we're not having it. We not have those days, not our ancestors. That was back then in that old energy, but we're creating new energy. We're creating a new earth and it's going to be on love and unity and not on that mess y'all created this song. Because when you, when you build something on sand, it's not going to stand. That's true. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Mastana, I need you to tell the people how can they connect with you? How can they learn more about what you're doing? And how can they get your book? 
Absolutely. The book will be released um, in May, Friday, May 13th of 2022. I'm doing a lot of promotional events up until then to uh, promote the book. You can order the book on my website, mustana.com. That's M-E-S-T-A-N-N-A.com. And you can also connect with me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, Cosmic Empress 360, and Instagram, Cosmic.Empress. Mustana, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I am just thrilled to have had you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. And I love to come back anytime you have me. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Well, that's our show this month, guys. You can reach me online at michelleberard.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as Urban Book Editor. Send me a note. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to send in some topics you'd like us to cover on the show. You can find us once a month on Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern at the Somewhere in the Middle Podcast.com. Let's continue the conversation. You guys be good, stay mindful, and remain prayerful. Peace and blessings, y'all.